Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is Global Impact Visionary Leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. It's an honor to be here once again with you and sharing sharing my heart, sprinkling your life with insight, guidance, and love. And I today I'm the topic came in just this morning as I was just marinating in all of the challenges that have been going on in everyone's life that I kind of look outward and see there's a lot of things washing up to the surface. There's a lot of things that are getting uncovered. There's a lot of um, shaking going around in people's lives, including mine. Right now, I'm kind of dealing with a situation that's requiring a lot of my time, a lot of my energy, and it's really been a big practice in holding steady and being able to stay centered and stay solid and hold my light throughout it. And it's really easy to judge what's happening in our lives. It's really easy. And in fact, we're programmed to do that. We're programmed to look out at our lives, at everything that's on our path, and judge it. And I mentioned in previous episodes, in every moment, we're either observing or judging. And if we're judging, we're in alignment with the ego as our teacher. We're in alignment with fear. We're in alignment with that filter that limits what we can see and how we can see. And it also then limits the meaning we can find in the moment as things are unfolding before our eyes. So in every moment, we're either observing or judging, which then will dictate whether we're responding or reacting. So in every moment that something is placed in front of us and we react to it, we're reacting from our humanness. We're reacting from based on our past, we're reacting based on our fears, our programming, our limitations, and we're basically reacting from a human place of emotion. Not that there's anything wrong with that, because we're all going to have those human experiences. The question is, are you able to shift from reaction to response? Our ability to respond is different than our reaction. And a lot of times there's a knee-jerk reaction. A lot of times there's a triggered reaction, especially emotional triggers, things that really kind of catch or bump up into our leftovers. We will have a reaction. And in the moment that we have that reaction, we can make a conscious choice to allow the emotions that are present to allow ourselves to express and feel and be present to all that is have our human experience to to be in our humanness and be okay with it and at the same time embody our divinity to allow our divinity to be witness to allow that part of us that knows there's something bigger playing out in our lives and there's a bigger purpose to everything that's on our path and if it's on our path it's purposeful when we can come from that perspective when we can come from that place of deep trust and blind faith 
then we can shift from reaction to response and we can respond to life and still maintain an underlying sense of peace. And that's really what I want to talk about today. And one of the tools that I found that's been really helpful in my life for a long time now is, is what I call the present moment hindsight. When we practice present moment hindsight, it allows us to be open and curious and willing to find meaning in the present moment. It allows us to not try and understand everything, but be open to an understanding of why, what, why something's happening or why something is on our path. We don't always get present moment hindsight. Sometimes we'll get hindsight after the fact, and that's mostly how most, most people approach hindsight later. That's why it's called hindsight. You can look back at your life. You can look back at a situation. You can look back at a challenge, and you can say that that situation taught me resilience or that situation made me stronger or that situation taught me how to trust or how to stand up for myself. So we can look back in our lives at any situation, whether it was a positive situation or a negative one, and we can find meaning by finding a gift or insight or something that we gained from going through that. So this allows us to actually, instead of living life with regret, we can actually live life based on meaning. And we can take the gifts and the challenges, the insights that we learn from those challenges and bring them forth into, into our present moment. We can hold them in our hearts and honor that and let go of the rest. So we don't drag the past into the present. We, and we don't drag the past into the future. We can actually make peace with the past that way. That's hindsight. We can look back and say, okay, yes, that, that situation was challenging. I wouldn't wish it on anyone else. I, I wouldn't want to necessarily go through it again. However, this is what I learned. So if there's something that you have in your life that you feel regret around or you feel incomplete around, you have some forgiveness to do around, then practicing hindsight can sometimes bring you back into that situation to review it, not get caught up in it, not sink and get, get stuck in it, not camp out in it, but to reflect back and look at what did I learn about myself, about my life from going through that situation. And then from there, we can, you can move forward, take the gems, take the insights, take the guidance. So when I look back at my life, I can look back and say a lot of the situations, a lot of the, my most darkest times, most challenging times actually are contributing to the work I'm doing today with other people. The physical challenge and the emotional challenges I went through allow me now to have the depth of empathy and compassion that I have and my capacity to forgive based on my past experiences. So all of the darkness is actually helping me stand in, hold my light and be able to support others in the work I'm doing. And that's how I'm able to actually bring people so quickly, so deeply in the work I'm doing to heal such big traumas or intense traumas from their past. 
and I can help them heal that in a short time because I have a depth of understanding, but I also have a depth of compassion and empathy where I can meet them in their humanness and remind them of their divinity, honor their human experience, create space and hold sacred space for their emotions and the process they need to do to go through it in order to go beyond those traumas and then help them rise up above them. And part of that is helping them find meaning. When we find meaning in those things that have happened in the past, we can actually make peace with the past. We can forgive the choices we made. We can forgive the choices other people made. We can let go and, and become present to what is. So a lot of people really kind of feel like anchored by the past. And I help people actually expose and shine light on their history anchors, which is things that actually are holding us back in the past. And eventually we, come to, we tend to come to the end of these chains, these anchor chains. And there's a point where you will not be able to make any further steps forward until you make peace with the past, until you resolve the past. And that's part of my intention today is to help you not only find meaning in the present moment with the challenges that you're facing currently and maybe prevent the need for hindsight in the future, but also for you to be able to look back now and look back at your life and say, okay, what am I feeling that's left over? What am I sensing I still need to heal around or, or look back at and, and then help you come full circle around that healing? Because anything right now that's leftover is coming up to the surface, whether we like it to or not. All of our leftovers are being called forth. And I'm really recognizing it in the last month or so that there's, the, there's this gr next great wave is, is the, the insight I kept receiving in a meditation is we're in this next great wave of awakening. And we're just, we're just basically stepping into that. So this is just the, the first part of the wave. We haven't even hit the, the, the big part of the wave, the momentum part of the wave. So we're just literally easing and dipping our toes into it. And it's very intense for a lot of people. So what's happening is I'm also, I was mentioning to my husband just a couple of days ago, I, I feel like the universe is kind of doing a deep cleanse and supporting us in letting all of our density rise up, all of our fears rise up, all of our leftovers rise up and bringing it to the surface for healing. Now, that's great for those individuals that are working day to day, moment to moment on, on their own stuff, who are healing, who are conscious, who are awake, who are aware, who are, have the support around them, who have communities that can help them heal, who have coaches or healers that they lean on and that they can reach out to, or friends even that understand and that are having these types of conversations. It's, it's challenging even for us. It's challenging even for, for those individuals who are awake. Imagine how much more challenging it is for those people who don't understand what's going on, who don't have a level of understanding or a level of awareness for why they feel so irritated or why they feel so angry or why they feel so much grief and sadness and why they're feeling so much resistance. There's 
a real dense layer washing up for all of us. So in a lot of ways, I have great compassion and empathy for everyone. doesn't matter if they're awake or asleep at the wheel. I have compassion for everyone. At the same time, it doesn't mean that I don't have my own triggers. I'm, I'm having my own human triggers as well. I'm having my own human emotions. And right now I'm facing a really challenging situation where I personally need to take a real strong stand. And it's taking up a lot of my time and energy. And at the same time, I know it's necessary. I know that I'm meant to play a significant part at this time in bringing this situation to full circle to really expose what needs to be exposed, to shine light on the lack of integrity and transparency that's happening, and, and take a stand for that. And, you know, to be honest, with all the stuff I have going on with my business and my, my TEDx talk that's coming up, um, I have a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff on my plate. My plate is full with my business. So to add this personal situation, it feels, it can, I can have moments of overwhelm. I can have moments of mm, stress or anxiety because I'm human. And it's in those moments where I either react and judge and it expands even more, or I can respond with love, not only love for myself, but love for these individuals that, that we are standing up to, to mm, expose. And for me, it's, there's a real balance, a real fine line between standing in love and standing in fierce love and then re reacting with fear there's a real fine line between fierce love and and fear and in that line there's a level of discernment that's required so for me the practice of discernment is essential and when I bring in the practice of present moment hindsight, what that allows me to do is to ensure that not only am I standing in alignment and standing in alignment with love, I'm also making a conscious choice to find meaning on my path. When I find meaning or even be open to meaning, that brings me peace. So when you're faced with chaos, when you're faced with a challenge, when you're faced with an obstacle, when you're faced with a big task or a role that you're meant to play that feels big or intimidating or hard, or you're going to rock the boat, you're going to shake things up, people are going to probably resist, it's, it's essential that we stand in a place of meaning and underlying peace. And for me, meaning might not be that I totally understand the big picture and I know exactly what's happening. For me, it's like, I know that when I follow my heart, I know that when I follow the guidance, it's serving everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once, including me. 
it's serving everyone. So it's essential that I do my best to stay in a place where I can respond from a place of love. Now, responding from a place of love doesn't mean it's going to sound lovely and fluffy and woo-woo and nurturing. Standing in fierce love, standing up for love, maybe it's not okay. What you're doing is not okay. Not in my house. You're not welcome. It's, it's, it's not about being loving. It's about standing up for what you know in your heart you're meant to be standing up for. It's having a voice and speaking your truth in the way that you're meant to speak it right now. And right now, what I'm being called to do is to call for integrity, honesty, and transparency. And that includes exposing some behavior that is not acceptable and that won't be tolerated. When it comes to those types of roles or those types of calls to action, it can be fear in action or love in action. And in every moment, I do my best to be love in action. And I'll be honest, this situation, I can't share details, but this situation has really stretched me in a way that I pause a lot. <laughs> I need to pause a lot. I need to breathe. I need to take deep breaths. In the middle of the night, I wake up in like a... Like I can't breathe because I have this like feeling of anxiety that rises through me because I'm not only processing my own emotions as a healer and an empath, I'm actually picking up on the collective group that we're supporting right now. And in that collective group, as we're bringing all of this into the light, there's a lot of apprehension. There's a lot of nervousness there's a lot of doubt there's a lot of fear there's a lot of confusion there's a lot of uncertainty and there's also a lot of fear because those individuals that were calling out to be more to stand in integrity are defending and attacking and and it's only going to get more intense probably in the next week or two so when you're in life and you have things coming back at you, it's essential that you find a practice that can keep you standing solid. And right now, present moment hindsight is one of those things I'm practicing a lot. I'm using my breath a lot. I'm forgiving a lot. Forgiveness for me is about forgiving it over to spirit, saying I do not understand why all this is happening. I'm willing to play my part. I'm open to find meaning. Even though I don't understand, show me the way. So there's a lot of tools that I'm bringing in and a lot of tools that I'm teaching you and, and hopefully you're taking home and using in your life. I just want you to recognize that even though I have all these tools, even though I've been doing this for 25 years, even though I mentor coaches and healers and empaths and light workers. And business owners, even though I still have my own challenges, I still have those moments 
where my humanness catches up with me and I need to pause and check, check in with myself and, and breathe and shift from reacting to responding. At the same time, I want to honor the emotions that are rising up in me. I want to honor my humanness and honor the experiences I'm having so that I don't hold anything down or I don't bypass any of those emotions or bypass any of the potential for healing. So it's a very mm, conscious practice, an extremely conscious practice. Awareness is key. Every moment I'm doing my best to be aware. And there's times where I catch myself and I bite my tongue and I hold back from saying something because I'm, if I'm not clear of where it's coming from, then I do my best to hold back. At the same time, there's moments where I will react and express. And luckily, I have people around me that I can do that safely with who aren't going to judge me for being human, who aren't going to judge me for the thoughts I'm having, and who can hold space for me to have that expression, my human expression, so that I can return back to being in alignment and being centered. My intention is always to come from love. And I am there more often than not. And lately, that practice is being challenged for me. When I, when I talk about present moment hindsight, it's about finding meaning in the moment while you're in the chaos, while you're in the center of the storm, while the challenges challenges in your face. Present moment hindsight allows you to be open to find meaning. You're not searching, seeking, grasping, needing the meaning, but you're open to it. If you're open to present moment hindsight, then your mind is open and you're in a place of curiosity. And if you have a curious mindset, you're not in judgment. So you're either in curiosity or judgment. So when we're curious, I don't know why this is happening, but I'm curious. I'm open to find meaning. I'm open to an understanding, but I'm not attached to it. That opens the mind to another perspective. Because in our humanness, when we are reacting or in our humanness, when we are emotionally invested in something or even mentally and physically invested in something, and we have a personal preference for how we would like to have something happening or not have something not happening in our lives, that is us operating on a limited perspective based on our fear-based programming based on our program mind. When we practice present moment hindsight and we're open to find meaning that goes beyond even the, the human experience, we have to open our minds wide to find meaning sometimes. Sometimes situations we will find a human meaning and then sometimes we can actually expand more into more of a soul level meaning or a spiritual meaning. When we can be open to that, we are allowing the divinity to guide us and to give us an understanding or a level of insight that will allow us to, to move forward. So 
the invitation today is to look at practicing present moment hindsight. And I'll tell you a little bit of how you can do that and certain things you can ask yourself in certain situations where it would work. And there's going to be certain situations where, where it will be more challenging, but there's always an opening for an invitation for present moment hindsight in my world. And it's, I need it less and less these days. I used to need it more and more because as I've been practicing that for years now, that's one of the tools I've used for um, probably at least 10 years now. I've found that the more and more I use it, the more and more it allows me to move into deep trust and blind faith. So I know that there's a greater meaning and I'm less at a point where my human mind needs an understanding of it. I'm still open to it, but I don't need an understanding because I know on the greater level, everything that's on my path is purposeful. Otherwise, it wouldn't be on my path. There's purpose in everything that's in front of us, even if it doesn't make sense, even if we don't like it, even if we judge it, even if, if it's on your path, it's purposeful, period. The purpose we don't always get to see until hindsight. At the same time, we can be open to present moment hindsight. And a lot of times that can bring us peace. So right now, I'm fe I feel there's something playing out within my own life and an opportunity for me to really practice standing in love and holding my light and standing solid in that as I face the the defense as I face the potential upheaval and uncertainty with others, I can stand really solid up within myself. That's my practice right now. So it's easy in these times when life gets busier to drop away certain self-care practices. And I admit that some of my self-care practices have kind of ventured away because of the time that all of this has taken for me to commit to as well as running my two businesses and everything else in between my family and my animals it's it's been a challenge to stay so my yoga isn't there right now the way i would like it to be the meditation there's certain things i'm meditating but it's less and I'm feeling it. I can feel when I'm kind of going off center and I bring those pieces back in. It's in those moments where I bring those pieces back in and I, and I again, bring it back in and say, okay, this is non-negotiable. And if that means waking up at three in the morning to do those things, then that's what I'm doing. I was up at three this morning doing yoga and reading through my TEDx talk and really sinking into the message and, and that sort of thing. So where we surrender what we think, what we want, what we think we know, what we think we don't know, what we want and what we don't want, when we surrender all of that and really sink into saying yes to just play our part, whatever that looks like, however that is, then we have less resistance. And when we have less resistance, we can be open to find meaning in the moment when we can find meaning in the moment, we can actually sustain an underlying place of peace. 
And that's been my work is holding steady with that underlying place of peace because peace is sustainable. I can be in grief and have an underlying peace. I can be angry and still have an underlying peace. I can have those human expressions of the emotions and still have an underlying sense of peace. That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm holding space for as I move through this challenge. And that's my invitation for you as well, is instead of chasing happiness or chasing joy or, or wanting all of these things to be different in your life, is like, okay, what brings me peace right now in this moment? And for me, it can be in the moment, it might just be, I can breathe. In this moment, I can breathe. I can take three deep breaths through my nose and out my nose. I can close my eyes and pause. I can take those three breaths and pause and, and invite myself to recenter. I can invite myself to land back here in this moment, here and now. When I feel like my, my mind is trying to get two or three steps ahead, I can pause and bring myself back and say, I only need to focus on the step that's in front of me. And right now, this is what's in front of me. This is what I'm guided to do. Therefore, I will put all my attention on this one thing. And if my mind wanders, I bring it back. I use the breath to anchor me into the present moment. I bring it back to where I am now. It's one breath at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. That's, that's life. We can get a lot done in those moments. We can accomplish a lot of things. We can, we can fulfill a lot of, of, of things that we're meant to fulfill in that time. Our life is not in the future. Our life is not in the past. Our life is here and now. That's all that exists. It's here and now, right now. And the more you practice present moment hindsight and be open to meaning, especially when you're faced with challenges, that brings you into the present moment. That's one of those tools that can anchor you. So I'm going to take a short break. And after the break, we're going to, I'm going to go into a little bit more of the, the questions you can ask yourself, the, the tools you can do to integrate present moment hindsight and some other things that come in that work well with it so that you can find peace in the moment so that you can find meaning in those times of challenge and help you navigate your life especially right now there is so much going on right now and there's a big shift in energy again we're we're kind of this next wave of awakening is is happening and it's it's a doozy and that's good news <laughs> And it's challenging at the same time. So let me share more with you after the break. We'll be right back. The Heart-Led Living Intuition Academy with Sue DeMay is a unique unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear, and align your intuitive channel. And the doors are open for you now. 
experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity, and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance, including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartloveliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartloveliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine and my name is Sue Jume. I'm your host. Today I've been talking about practicing present moment hindsight to find meaning and to stand on the foundation of peace in your life, no matter what storm or chaos appears to be present at that time. So before the break, I was talking about just some different questions or different ways that you can approach present moment hindsight that will allow you to, to kind of settle into the moment, accept what is, forgive your, your human responses and reactions, to allow yourself to have those expressions, emotional expressions around it. So it's like, a, it's about honoring your humanness and embracing your humanness at the same time as embodying your divinity. What we're really doing is saying, okay, in this moment, in my humanness, I feel this, this, and this. And at the same time, I understand that there's a greater purpose. There's a bigger picture playing out. When we shift from this small perspective, looking at our life through this lens of our limited perspective, our human perspective, and we shift into more of a global perspective or a soul perspective or spiritual perspective, looking through the lens through a divinity, then we actually can understand on a deeper level and uh, tap into that knowing that everything is playing out on a scale that's serving everybody. And there's, there's a bigger picture. So for example, <clears throat> on a human level, we can look at something and see the division that's happening right now. And, <clears throat> excuse me, we can see division. And if we sit, step back, almost like pull out, like zoom out and ask for more of the divine perspective, and this happens to me a lot in, in meditations, I'll have this magnified version of, okay, this is what's happening in my life, or this is what I'm seeing happening. And then I feel this zooming out and this perspective broadens and I see like a whole other global perspective, more of a perspective that serves all of humanity. And when I was seeing a lot of division that was happening, and it's currently, we can definitely look around and see a lot of division. We just had an election in Canada last night. And the situation that I'm talking about, there's a real divide. And when we look at that division, we can see it from our human perspective and judge it and be worried and have fear around it because it looks like it's creating more pockets of division. But when I've had different visions in my meditation, I get drawn back, withdraw, I withdraw my attention almost like I zoom out, if you will, 
And as I zoom out, I'm actually shown a different perspective. So instead of on the ground, I'm seeing this division. What, I, what I'm seeing from above, a more of a bird's eye or a soul's eye view, is unification. But it shows in pockets. So there's pockets of unification happening where people are coming together and standing solid and standing strong together, united. On the surface level, it looks like division. On a global level, it's unification. And there's these pockets of unification that will trigger other groups to heal. And, and that's what I'm experiencing right now is like we have this, okay, there's a call for unification, which means we have to like kind of squish out the, in, the lack of integrity. We have to squish out the, the, those individuals that aren't operating from a place of honesty and transparency. And as we're doing that, it looks like division, but what's happening is we're actually uniting those that are meant to be united and it's triggering those that are being exposed. And it's also healing for both groups. It's healing for all because as different groups unite, other groups are triggered. And that's the only way that we can bring what's left over to the surface for healing. And that's essential. Everything needs to be exposed right now. Everything needs to be brought out into the open. All density, all darkness, all fears, all leftovers need to be brought to the surface to be healed. Whether that's healed individually or healed collectively, there's a lot of that going all around too. There's collective healing for the feminine, the collective healing for the masculine, the men and women. There's a lot of healing going on for different cultures and different countries and different communities. And it's all necessary. It's all necessary. And we can stand from one perspective and see it as division and be worried about that and be in fear around that. Or we can take a step back and recognize that this perception of division is actually pockets of unification, which will ultimately, once these pieces are healed within each of these pockets of unification, ultimately will lead to global unification. We'll eventually all come together. It's going to take some time and it's going to take a lot of work. And if we're all willing to play our part, then we can contribute to the healing of the whole. We can heal within ourselves. We can heal within our communities. We can heal within our countries and ultimately heal within humanity and the planet, like going beyond that, not just our, our humanness, but everything here and beyond. And then we heal within our divinity and our soul level and align with that truth of who we are. So it's a process and because I practice present moment hindsight, I actually received that vision. I received that insight, soul sight, in my meditation. I pray a lot to the divine for guidance in my humanness, for insights, for a perspective. So, because we can look at the world through our eyesight, or we can look at the world and be open to soul sight or insight. And that's more of our intuition, our guidance, our internal guidance. 
That's more of the divinity speaking and moving through us and allowing our divinity to animate us, allowing love to animate us. And sometimes that looks like fierce love and that's just what's happening right now for me. So when you're in those moments of chaos and uncertainty and confusion and, and you're facing a challenge that you just can't make sense of, the first thing to do is, is stop resisting, is to surrender and soften. Step one, surrender, soften. Surrender, soften, sink in. Let's do that. Three S's. Surrender, soften, sink in. And when you do that, you can be present to how you feel about what's happening. When you're present to how you feel about what's happening, you can actually process your human emotions, move through your human experience in order to stand back up and say, okay, this is the role I'm meant to play. And it doesn't mean that your human experience goes away in a flash. It means that you can navigate it by allowing yourself to be human as well as to play the role you're meant to play more on a divine level. So surrender, soften, sink in, create space for the expression, create space for your human expression. Then it's a matter of being open, offering over everything you think you don't think you know and everything you think you don't know about the situation. And the one thing I really love to do, and you can do that, you can say, I offer over everything. I think I know everything. I think I don't know. Put it on a plate. Let spirit hold it. Let put it in a garbage can. doesn't matter where you put it. Put it in a backpack. Put it down beside you. doesn't matter where you put it. The intention is to offer over and empty the mind so that you create an opening because a made-up mind is a closed mind. A decided mind is a closed mind. So if you open up the idea that maybe, just maybe, I don't know what this is all for, even though I think I know, what if I don't know? What if I don't know what this is all for? What if I, what I think I know isn't actually true, isn't actually the case? So when you can offer over everything you think you know and everything you think you don't know, you create an opening in the mind. And an open mind allows for a different perspective. The invitation is to continue to practice that over and over again. And certain ways you can use those words, the other words you can use are, I do not know what all this is for, and I'm open to find meaning. You can forgive and offer over, like I forgive my ideas, my preferences, my especially your personal preferences, those are mostly ego preferences. So when you offer over your preferences, you offer over your ideas, you can, again, open your mind to another perspective. You can open up to another, another insight. And that's, that's essential. Because if we are sitting here resisting life and resisting what's on our path, our path resists us. We will experience more resistance it'll get harder. We can find peace in accepting what is. And that's another tool. It's like accept what is. It is what it is. I don't understand it, but it is what it is. Here I am, and this is on my path. I get to choose 
if I react or respond. I get to choose if I react in fear or respond with love. I get to choose to be fear in action or love in action. Recognizing you actually have a choice is essential. We can't always choose what's on our path, but we can choose how we respond to what is presented on our path. I remember a book I read a long time ago and it had like five principles. And the one was resist the need to know why things happen as they do. Resist the need to know why things happen as they do. And in Heart Led Living, my one book that teaches 10 principles that shift consciousness from head to heart, one of the principles is be curious. And we can use curiosity to, to bring ourselves into that place of, I don't know, and it's okay. That's a combination of curiosity, surrender, and acceptance. I don't know why this is happening and it's okay. I don't know and it's okay is acceptance. From there you can shift in I don't know but I'm curious. So you can actually shift out of the acceptance once you kind of find yourself landed there and you've kind of authentically landed there because you can say those words and you can feel something else behind them. It's essential that you're not just saying the words in your conscious mind, but that you're actually inviting the feeling so that you can shift your energy to align with those words. And that is actually where we, we change our vibrational frequency. Because if you're saying, I don't know and it's okay, but in the background you're like, I can't stand that this is happening. I will not you know, settle in. And, and the message is completely different. You're actually emitting that vibration out into the universe. And that's where the universe comes back to meet you. So it's one thing to use the words. It's another to actually emotionally get in touch with that feeling of surrender and acceptance. It's essential that you get there. So do your best to, to find your way there. You can journal about it. You can breathe. You can practice. You can use some different music or, or vibrational different frequencies in the music, whatever it is you need to get yourself there. You can repeat the same words over and over and over and over and over again until they feel like you've like, okay, I think I've arrived there because you may need to fake it a little bit till you make it. So I don't know and it's okay. I don't know, but I'm curious. And eventually you might even shift into, I don't know and I'm glad. I've come to that place where I'm, I'm, I really have such deep trust and blind faith around what's happening in my life and what I'm witnessing in other people's lives. And I know that if it's on their path, it's purposeful. We don't always see the purpose. We don't always see it sometimes until hindsight later on in, in, you know, in a future moment. However, we can be open to present moment hindsight. And these are some of the ways you can kind of tune in and tap into that, finding meaning in the moment. So another way to say it is even though I don't understand, I'm open to finding meaning. Even though I don't understand, I'm curious. These are all different ways you can practice present moment hindsight. Just even setting the intention to be open to present moment hindsight 
is enough to open a door in the mind to allow for some of those messages to come in for you. So as you're going through this next week and as you're going through this challenging time right now, I would encourage you to practice present moment hindsight. And even in those moments where you actually enjoy and happiness and, and celebration, then be open to meaning for those as well. We don't always have to just use our heavy, dense, dark moments to actually heal and to align with love. We can use those moments of joy and celebration and actually expand the energy even more by really being in alignment with what meaning is presenting itself in that moment. There's a lot of times when we're in that state of joy or celebration or there's miracles happening, our default setting is actually to go on to the next. Our ego would be like, okay, what's next? So we don't actually pause to really celebrate the shifts that have happened. We don't always pause to celebrate the healing. We don't always pause to celebrate the miracles. We, we hardly pause to celebrate others, let alone pause to celebrate ourselves. So even in this moment, just take a moment to pause and accept what is. Surrender to what's on your plate, what's on your path. And just know that if it's on your path, it's purposeful. But also, if it's on your path, it's because you're capable of handling it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. One of my favorite quotes by Mother Teresa is, you know, God, I wish... I know God only gives us what we can handle. I just wish you didn't have so much faith in me. Sometimes it calls for real, deep, blind faith, especially right now. And as much as it's easy to judge everything that's going on in the world as wrong or getting worse or going backwards, we're not. What's happening is everything is getting uncovered and it's essential that it all gets uncovered because anything that remains hidden can't be healed. We, we will stay in denial about it and we can't. That's why what used to be tolerated is no longer tolerated. That's why what used to be accepted is no longer acceptable. All of those things are changing and shifting because we are changing and shifting. We are evolving as a species. We are evolving all of humanity, the planet, all the animals, all of us are evolving on a soul level, on a human level, together. And it looks messy. And in some cases it looks ugly. And in some cases it looks like violence. But that's because those individuals aren't equipped to help themselves deal with, or they don't have the people in their life to help them deal with and process those emotions and those layers that are washing up. So it's overwhelming, overwhelming in a way that they don't even know how to begin to navigate the density and the intensity of what they're feeling. So I can have great empathy for a lot of people right now, even those that are playing more of what we could perceive or judge as a negative role. We're playing the bad guy. All of the roles are essential. 
And all of us are just really trying to navigate and find our way. And some of us are more lost in the dark than others. And some of us are more lost in fear and, and animated by fear and controlled by fear and imprisoned by fear. And that fear can look like a, an extension of power or overbearing others. That, that fear can look like violence. That fear can look like judgment. That fear can look like racism. That fear can look like attack. But it's still fear. And now if you want to go even further and deeper into the truth with a capital T, it's a call for love. Every moment in every day, every individual is either standing in love or calling for love. So what we call fear, what we call anger, what we call those things is really a call for love. And the challenge is, how do we meet those call for love, that call for love with love? Because if we meet fear with fear, fear expands. If we can stand in love and meet the fear with love, love will expand every single time. It doesn't mean that person moves out of fear. It doesn't mean that person changes their behavior. It doesn't mean that person suddenly turns around and becomes, you know, uh, a caring, giving individual contributing to humanity as opposed to powering, wanting power over. It doesn't mean that person changes. But that one act of love, that love in action has an impact on the people around that witness it. So my intention right now in meeting this situation that I'm facing with love is because I know that we can stand united. Maybe not all of us, but the majority of us in this situation. And that's what I'm calling forth. So this week, I'm going to invite you to practice present moment hindsight, practice acceptance, practice surrender, soften, sink in, feel, feel the emotions, feel your humanness, and reach out for support if you need it. There's lots of opportunities. There's lots of individuals out there right now. There's a lot of light workers waking up and doing this work. If you're meant to work with me, you'll know it. You'll know it deep in your heart. Your mind might say something different, but you'll know it deep in your heart. If you feel that and you're curious, come and contact me. Email me. Reach out to me. Find me on Facebook and just say, hey, I'm not sure, but I think I'm meant to work with you. And then let me help you discern. And I promise if you're not meant to work with me, I will let you know because I'm going to get guidance around it. And if it's not me, maybe it's somebody else. Maybe I'm meant to be the vehicle to connect you with somebody else. So just know you're not alone. I'm here to support you. I'm here every week. I'm here in between. You know how to find me. Come, come join the Heart Yes Movement. Come join my website. Come check out the Intuition Academy. I have lots of opportunities to support you. And it would be my honor to be your mighty companion. Until next week, practice present moment hindsight. I love you. I appreciate you. Until next week, namaste. You 
You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.